Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but, but it's just... also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. Uh, you can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year, we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow. Their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus Four. I'm shooting the Nexus Two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. Jim and Georgia from Bivouac Bow Co. make some beautiful bows. Everything from three-piece takedowns to one-piece wood bows. Uh, everything's really beautiful. Made in Michigan. Go check them out. BivouacBowCo.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> It's an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not, you can, give you it a try. can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and like I had to shoot a different arrow, would I shoot Vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, VectorCustomShop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. Yeah, now that we're starting to get a lot closer, things are starting to seem a little bit more real. It's starting to cool off just a little bit more. You're starting to see your breath in the morning. Yep. It right. smells like fall a little bit, like the tree across the street actually started shedding some of its leaves. Yeah, you love to see swampy areas are full red. Yep. You go up, up north and they're like, it's like, you know, end of October there looking. Do you and notice my... Uh, Jägermeister hat. I yeah, got on. I yeah. like that. I was meaning to ask, where did you get that from? Uh, so I went into the liquor shop to pick up some burb, mm -hmm. but um, they had a rep there from Jäger with a uh, three shots of Jäger. <laughs> Excuse me, a couple a, of bong hits. Like a, their new cold brew Jäger. Mm -hmm. Pretty much coffee flavored Jäger. How was it? Awful. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound good. I was gonna say that, it sounds if, bad. If you've ever had Jäger. Or if you haven't had Jaeger, it pretty much tastes like black licorice. Yeah. It's one of the worst things. I like it. I liked when I used to drink Jaeger. I liked it. I'd never did. did. You, were you a schnapps guy? No. 
Noon. What about peppermint? Remember that? I would never w- did that. When Jared and I were uh, age, I won't give the exact age, we obtained a bottle of peppermint schnapps. Peppermint schnapps. I was not around for this night. You were not there? I was not. It was you and Dan. <laughs> we decided that we wanted to save it, but we couldn't, you know, let anybody find it for various reasons. And so we decided to bury it and never found it again. <laughs> there had been multiple We'd, adventures trying to trace our steps of, okay, I'm pretty sure it's like two feet off the yeah. deck right by this rock. I remember that rock for some reason. Here's the weirdest thing, though. Peppermint schnapps tree grew. Did it? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> the new great yeah. thing. Oh, well, tree. well, I wanted before we get, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we can cover my bear hunt mm-hmm. that I did in September. I want to talk about some of our approach to this year. Before I do, though, I want to just it. Well, let's just say this. It takes a big man to admit that he's wrong. And I am that big man. All right. Okay. Do you see what this is? It's a lot of 550 cord attached to like a carabiner. Several carabiners. Like, and it looks like a hero clip. A hero clip. And oh, I know what this is. What is it? Is it one of my tree straps? It's your one of your tree sta- straps. So this is, and you can go on our YouTube to see how you that do it. That is a mess, by the way. No, it's look at this. For a couple is things that, I did. Is that duct tape? Wrapped? So I like to have extra duct tape. <laughs> Why? To right, d- duct tape. Sometimes, like I literally just had it in the woods when I was bear hunting. I needed tape. And I used up my spool. I'm like, man, I would, lo- I would love to have something that's accessible. So literally, not only does this keep it quiet, I can just peel off duct tape off my carabiner for one. Okay. For two, check out that. My uh, hero clip is loud. If you use it, it clicks a lot. Don't open that. I was supposed to tape that closed. Um, anyways, loud. I know I don't. I don't ever do that. When I and my point is, when I hang my bow on my hero clip, it's it's plasticky. So I. Mm. 550 corded it to have cord, but I went with the lighter option rather than straps. I went with your uh, DIY bow hanger, public land bow hanger. I like it. That I previously said was a, I mean, a it was dud. cool, but I would never do it. So I've got one strap. This is for my bow, binos. I mm-hmm. like to take them off and hang them. This is for my backpack. Simple, light, fits right in your pocket, and I just keep it all together. And it was insp- Really, I looked up your video to how, for how to do it today. <laughs> I watched you today. Yeah. That's a good uh, And in doing so, was late to a meeting that I really should not have been late for, which I'm not proud to say, but I do have, you know, the you ultimate know mobile solution that, now. I'm very impressed that you, like, you were able to watch the video and actually make one pretty quick. And actually, a lot of people have watched it and actually- We get a lot of comments on that lot, one. A lot of good people saying how much they like it, but that just looks really messy. It, well, but, the, but the main reason is because- because of way, this kind of stuff. N- not necessarily. Um, you still have all those little prusink knots that you can slide around on that main cord. Yeah. But I use all of my uh, S-hooks and clips. For carrying to, your to sticks. To carry my sticks up on my side. Yeah. Right? So I only really need two. I need my hero clip, which I just hang off the back, mm-hmm. which usually my platform hangs off of. So I'll put my hero clip towards the small of my back. Yep. And then the platform kind of just dangles by my butt. Mm-hmm. And then I'll use the other two S hooks, yep. on one on each side for one one for each tree strap. See, I do the same thing. First step. I do then, the same thing. And then I can use them once I get up there, rather than having that big bundle in your pocket. My only thing is I'm, though, I'm trying to I'm trying to have every piece that I have as a multi-purpose. Yeah, okay. serving multiple purposes. I can see it, and you know that, I, mean? that, I thought about it because that's what you talked about in your video. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well. I do have, but I have extra, and then I'm like, well, then I can always leave stuff attached to my hip. I always just leave the cl- uh, clips attached to my hip belt, and I have another pair here. 
which doubles up, but at the same time, maybe it gives me variability if I, yeah. I don't know. So anyways, all that to say is I'm going to use this in a couple days. Yeah. This and I'm weekend. excited. Yeah, this weekend. So, but I want to, and I want to talk about that before I do on a recap a little, of the, I, I've been hunting. Mm-hmm. You did. I spent a week hunting. We did a little story about it on Instagram, and actually, you can if you want to rewatch it. I think we each have profiles in those highlighted. What are those spotlights or something? Stories, yeah, something like that. You can watch, you know, my time there. Um, basically, needless to say, I spent four or five years getting points to go hunting in the Barriga unit in Michigan. Where's that again? Um, so think of the UP. Uh, if you're watching, it's up here by my thumb, but if you, if you're like looking, it's, it's as far North as you can go. Um, the unit as far North as you can go in Michigan. So I went and stayed in Copper Harbor, which is the very tip. Um, and I'd done that because my grandma was born and raised there until she was like early teens. So I wanted to go with my great grandma. Great grandma. Yep. So I wanted to go there, do that. I brought my wife and my daughter cause you know, usually you, you bow hunt or you hunt for bears you know, noon till dark. So the morning we would, you know, hang out and we'd go do stuff. So, you know, we toured the cities, we did copper mine stuff, and then I'd go hunt for the night for eight hours at a time, which is like not, I'm not, so I'm not used to doing that in uh, mm-hmm. September, going sitting in a tree for eight hours, like it's the rut. Um, but I went out, I had a guy that I found bait for me. Uh, and I didn't see a bear the entire time a lot of hours spent <laughs> sitting out and I didn't see a single freaking bear. I saw, like I've been telling people, I saw a bunch of squirrels and um, chipmunks getting diabetes from the bear bait. Oh yeah. I mean, they went, they literally ate all day. Donuts, candy, bread. Yeah. They, uh, candy corn was a big one. And then, uh, but anyway, so we were, we'd put out bait, no bears would show up, or they'd show up at night. We kept getting them at night. Um, what I think was happening, and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but they got used to being baited every day. So if somebody comes in, throws bait, walks away, that bait is there. It's kind of a, like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Why not wait till it's dark? And they would do that. What we switched to doing, and I think we switched too late, is you put a little bait, you bring bait out, but you bring it back with you at the end of the night. So mm. the bear only goes in during daylight. Because basically when you bring the bait out, you're definitely within the area of the bear. Like he knows you're there. She knows you're there. And you um, and you do various things to make sure she knows you're there. Um, which, you know, what I've read and what my guy my guy there started to do when I reminded him to do it was basically you hit your, your bucket, you tap the side of it. So it's like your dinner bell. So he's like, all right, they just dropped off bait. Uh, but he didn't remember to do that. Anyways, <laughs> idiot. So, um, yeah, I would sit out and, but we started to take our bait back with us, but it was on the last day of a hunt. So it's like, it doesn't really do any, any good. Um, but the bait was gone. Even, uh, the trail camera that we had out, he didn't turn on. So I, I don't even know what, what was, what was not a great experience. I spent the last, um, couple weeks trying to find, uh, somebody with dogs that I could go back up. Um, found one guy that was able to take me last weekend. It was too at last minute, um, and it was expensive for mm. basically two days of hunting. But because it takes ten hours, just under ten hours from Grand Rapids to get to Copper Harbor, uh, which is cr- that's a long. We have a huge state, second longest state to drive through behind Texas or Texas, I think it was. Somebody was telling me some fact about uh, that. California, apparently not. Which I that was my that's what I said. California's These nice and long. Things just like a long cucumber. 
the state, of, the state of it. Yeah, I know that. You know I, I mean? I've been there. Um, been long. All I know is that's what I heard. I could be wrong. Anyways, um, so that was my bear hunt. So I've like warmed up. I've sat out. Like I had that first sit where. That's right. You were texting me pictures. It was. It was kind of like, weird. I'm surprised that they didn't some have some like bougie shack, like just elevated platform. Recliner. He had one. He had one. Oh, he did. Yeah, he saved it for his good client. Well, he had one, but it was You're set using up that stick bow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that was why. Get out of here. Dude. Well, he, on the ground. he goes. He sets up this double blind or double tree stand, which was 35 yards from 30 some yards from the tar uh, from the bait. Okay. I'm like, hey man. I got my recurve. I'm not going to shoot that. I'm not going to take that shot on a bear. So the first night I sat on the ground, I got, I brushed in. The winds shifted the next day, so I kind of went to the other side of the bait pile, um, and I was in the saddle the rest of the time. I used that, that um, wingman. How was it? The best. Pretty sweet. I like their EDP platform. I like the mission, mission but I like this one better. I only bring three sticks, and then I use that. As your four stick. So it's lighter on. and yeah. it's easier. It was comfy and it's only like a, a, I don't know. It's not a big platform. No. Um, so I, I perched on that and it, like, like I said, I spent 20 hours on it at least and say, had no problem. It? And it's like, oh, it's right here in my yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. You're going to, you're going to like that. I would, I would highly recommend the, uh, right. that hangman. Oh, yeah, you can see it even Just in the, the picture. Um, so anyways, I feel like I got like that first sit out of the way where you kind of get there. You feel like you don't know where your stuff is. Everything's, it went smooth. We did a, we did a photo shoot, which I know sounds lame, but we did like a practice run getting our stuff set up and that was helpful. Like I went, I, I climbed up much faster. Things were quiet. I was feeling good. So going into this weekend, my, um, confidence is high. Good. That's a, it's a good thing to have, especially, you know, for those of you kind of just starting out in the saddle game we can't say it enough that if you are starting out do a couple test runs yeah and figure out like what works what doesn't work what do i need to do how much time is it going to be able to get up there because it is it's a new process it's i mean i guess it's kind of similar to hanging a uh, like a hanging hunt tree stand yeah where you are you're hanging your tree steps up and but there's I, a lot more little bits of knowledge you need like mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's made me saddle hunting has made me more like diy kind of figure yeah. it out you got everybody's got a system you know we were just looking at these ropes mm -hmm. uh you've got rope mods you've got silencing your stuff um how yeah. you gonna get your sticks up with you along with everything else so yeah some guys like throw them on their backpack mm -hmm. some I, we hang them which i think is superior genius by the way um so anyways no it's good to do that and it's, it's a good segue into the other thing that we want to talk about today uh we have an interesting deer season mm -hmm. because both of us, for various reasons, uh, have not been able to scout the places we're hunting this year. That's right. Which is yeah. first for us. We've got no. I had one camera out. This whole that's it. I've only put one out, and the card failed. Mine's over there. Um. So I got a. I picked up a cell cam because I'm not doing that again. I'm going to try a cell camera, even though the Altmans would roll over there in their graves, even though they're not buried yet. <laughs> uh. And I'm going to throw one of those out and see how that works. But, yeah, so we're going into the season blind. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about what do you do when that's your case. Because there's a lot – there's been guys actually writing us in asking us about it. I just was messaging a guy today who must have saw, seen a story of ours. He's like, I I feel like I'm hunting out of state all season mm -hmm. because I'm going into an area I have no background or I haven't been able to scout because of various life things and – 
you know? Um, and so I want, I figured we'd talk a little bit about how we're going to handle that, uh, yeah, this year. Fine. Cause that's, that's different for us too. Yeah. So the, I guess I'll tell you my approach and you can base it off however you want to, but to me, having that data from last year is going to yeah. help out enormously. So I, you and I went and scouted that one spot, uh, south of here. Yeah. Last uh, year in the Yankee Springs area. Yeah. And we walked it middle of the season just walked yep. it with bows just like yeah let's figure it out for next year yep and I, I i had hunted there a couple times didn't see anything at all saw a ton of other hunter sign yeah um but i found a couple decent buck beds some good what are you smiling for i remembering that that was a good like in that swampy area yes. real swamp yes man that was it's like good. you kind of need a boat but you kind of need what you have waders right yeah i got some weight out boys. there yeah and you know you just mark spots that you know, maybe you can get to them the next weekend or the following hunting season or just those spots like, oh, man, I really got to check this spot back out again. So put a pin in it. Put a pin in it on your maps. Hunt-wise. We use hunt-wise. You can use whatever. Um, so I have those spots pinned down, and I at least know some sort of direction on the area, and that's one of my spots. Yeah. I'm going to go there probably Saturday night. And Did you see That rain. Did you see how much rain we're going to be getting? Is it coming this weekend? I didn't even look. That's how much I'm just out of it. I saw. I just saw it today. That's exciting for me. Rain and like low 50s for where I'm headed. That get is good for public. Sneak. Well, you get in sneaky. It weeds out. A lot of guys don't hunt in the rain. True. You know, you can get in. It washes scent away, so you can just kind of not worry so mm -hmm. much about it. it should yeah. be cool. Yes, but back to where we're talking. About. Sorry. Yep. Using what you know already. Use the stuff. I mean. Did the guy say he knew where he was going? Do you have an idea or? He said, uh, "What did he say?" Is maybe because I did. Are you have you picked out your first spot yet? Your first sit. It was mm -hmm. like a poll. Um, he said, "Is maybe an option." I'm like, "Maybe is is how Jared and I feel until we're walking out to our stand. We don't really know where we're headed yet. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time, honestly, man. If you don't have any intel on an area and you're going in blind, then." expect to go in blind expect yeah. it like expect it to be a huge bust yeah right don't go in there expecting oh, i'm gonna find so much sign and then i'm gonna shoot a monster bug it's like it's probably not gonna happen well but, but you just just use your knowledge use what you know like you if you can find a food source great if you know where one is even better if you can find a bedding area you know what to do set yeah. up in between but you're also gonna have to look for sign if there's no sign there and you're seeing a bunch of human sign and zero deer sign yeah yeah your night's probably burnt you know well it's, it's just one of those odds you're just gonna have to it's just one of those things you got to take and in my eyes that's what that's what happens i think what i've my issue something i could be doing better is that every year i think of every each hunt as its own hunt and that means everything goes into being successful in this one minute this one period of time and then that's like its own isolated thing. If you think of your hunting season as ongoing, it's different, right? Think of it, your hunts as on, an ongoing hunt. So you use every time, you don't even need to be, every time you're in the woods can contribute to your success. If you're looking for sign, looking for yep. air, learning from a different area, even just learning how deer move in the woods, you can use it as building a, a house by the end of the season that hopefully that house is you shooting a deer. Um, but I feel like I fall into the trap of, all right, well, I didn't see anything. What a bust, you know, 
Whereas really it's like, all right, so I got Intel here about this, how things are working here. How can I apply it here? Mm -hmm. Or maybe how do I move 200 yards and find success? And it's like, well, you have, you have a whole hunting season to figure that out. And I, the, the way that I've seen that play out poorly for me is that I'll go in right into a spot I don't know anything about and jump in. Um, and sometimes that's okay to do. But sometimes if you look at it and you think, all right, well, I'm going to hang back, see what's happening, mm-hmm. and then move in another sit, you can combine those hunts and actually use it to be more successful. Like you work your way into a hunt. Um, lots of people talk about like observation sits. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a great way to to build some information and, again, not treat it as a one-off event every time you go out, but as contributing to your overall success for the year which is i think more important i would agree with does that, that make sense yeah 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 i mean just i thought of that in the it, shower just <laughs> i did oh, don't i've been thinking about it and i'm like you know that's that's it right yeah, it's just like the old saying goes how you eat an elephant one bite, one at, a bite time. at a time and just one put, hunt at a time put your work in um and so that's that's how i plan on doing it i that being said i have two spots that are some of my favorite spots that i'm jumping right into i don't have any intel <laughs> that just <took> your strategy <laughs> went, yeah well the thing is though going back to what you said i have some historical information about it um you know i've seen deer i know where deer go into these areas i don't know mm. about this year but i know how they move in these two areas one in around here and one up north uh, one, I found, you know, beds recently when I was pulling my trail camera and one I've seen deer every time I've set out there. So yeah. other than that though, there's a ton of new spots that I'll be hunting where I'm, I'll probably almost still hunt a lot of times where I'll go into an area where I can see a bit and where I think deer will move through and I'll just kind of pack light and just kind of work my way through real slow. Um, you know, a s- couple steps every few minutes and just learn. And when I see where deer go, I, you know, I let it get dark, I back out. And then the next time I know kind of where to set up and that's how I plan on approaching it. A lot more mobile, a lot more time spent still hunting, uh, which is something that I've not, I love to do. I just haven't done enough of it. And especially with the compound bow this year, I feel like that'll open up my range to be able to do that more successfully too. Sounds like we have two kind of conflicting strategies. I would like to put it to a test. How so? Well, you're more of the, you know, observation sit. I'm not going to bust anything up. I'm I want to see what's going I want to get in and learn. And move in, yep. Which could be the smart idea to me. I'm just, I don't know. What are you, what's you? Might just go in. Go in. Go in hard, charging. No. Figure it out. Come back out. It's like, I don't know. But if you blow it up, I mean, you got lots of public. That's the thing with public land. Speed like, scout it. Get back out. I'm for speed scouting. I, yeah. I'm with you there. For sure. And I think that's what I would, I think I'll do more of my hunts that way is what I'm saying. Like yeah. more of my hunts will almost be like, you're just checking out the area. You're not expecting to go shoot a monster, you know, buck this time, but maybe you will. You're going to try obviously. Um, so anyways, it's, it's a weird year. Um, we're going to throw out some cell cameras, uh, to try that too. You know, mm-hmm. might as well, if you see a good spot, throw up a camera and just see, uh, we have heard conflicting reports about how, it's super successful or cell cameras are the worst and they actually scare deer away. Um, but you, you know, we are going to learn the hard way. We like learning the hard way. We're going to find out by failure is the best teacher. And if it's successful, it's like, man, I get a picture on my phone. They're showing up at the same time every night. I'm headed out there. So I don't know. That's where we're headed. We're headed into, uh, when this podcast comes out, the next day will be opening day. So this is like, this is our last one before things get real. And I don't know, do you have any, for people who are listening to this going into opening day, what are your words of wisdom 
that you want to share with the masses? I was going to say aim high, play the win. <laughs> aim high, play the win. That's our motto. Um, the fair chase. Aim high, play the win. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, one good piece of advice for this year. Don't put all your apples in one basket. I think it's eggs. Or apples. We're doing I'm apples. I'm doing apples. Okay. Um, be willing to try something new and go all out at it. Ooh. Pretty generic, though. Could you get more specific? Um, That's pretty generic. You could apply that to anything. Playing basketball. Fine. All right. Hold on. Hold on. No, that's good. Up. You can just narrow it down. It's good information. No, I might change it up. You go first, right. and then maybe I'll decide something. I'll different. go. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Sure. <laughs> All right. That's equally vague. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. but what I said, uh, my advice would be to treat every hunt as contributing and working with other hunts to build up a body of knowledge and to build up towards success. So every hunt is connected to every hunt. Learn something, either gen- general things about how deer move in the woods or woodsmanship skills, or w- learn about that area to see, start checking areas off. All right, deer aren't here. They're moving here. Use it as they all contribute to, to success. It doesn't happen ha- have to happen right away. That's mine. Okay. I got one. All right. Pick one thing that you want to try to focus on. And really get good at it this year. Whether that's stealth, you Ooh. know, like making sure everything's real quiet, you're sneaking in real good, sneaking out. Or um, scent. Scent, if you want to try out scent control. Because, like you're saying, everything is going to compound on each other. Like, lay a good building block for that next hunt or that next season. Like, if you can get really good at getting your gear ready to go and you're out of the truck or the car. And packed up radio in like three minutes. Up a tree in like five minutes. Set like up. focus on that for like a whole year. You're going to be good. Yeah. Or focus on just reading sign. Like yeah. be very intentive on what type of sign this is. Is it fresh? How old is it? Is it a couple days old? Is it a couple hours old? Like do some reading. Find some articles online and just be really intentive with that. Just We've got a bunch of articles too. Um, yeah. We should probably do some more on reading sign. I'm just saying. We probably. should probably put it out for the people. Might not be a bad. I don't hate Might the idea. Not a bad but idea. What I'm saying is like set a goal and just stick to that and yeah. just try to perfect it if you can. All That's right. mine. I appreciate uh, everybody listening um, to our nonsense for the last half an hour. Um, good luck this year. For you, those of you out west, hopefully you put a bull or a you know buck or boar down. <laughs> uh, for boar bear but uh, bingo. if you're going hunting this weekend good luck uh, send us yeah. pictures keep us posted on how you're doing if you want to hear certain things let us know uh, we've got some good guests lined up we're excited to uh, keep rolling the podcast good luck everybody we'll see it hey everybody thanks for listening to this episode we really do appreciate it if you want to go on to any kind of social media platform give us a like share subscribe you know it really help us out keeps the train rolling and if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd Helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.